You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 193 with Jennifer Thompson. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, I'm super excited to have Jennifer back on the show today. She is a friend of mine, and I thought it would just be fun um, to have two moms just talking about life um, after quarantine and still dealing with COVID and just what does summer look like. And I was going to air this episode earlier, but with Black Lives Matters, I wanted to air the episode um, with Angie White Stone last week. And so I saved this one for this week. Um, but when we recorded this one, um, it was after Memorial Day. So not all states had let up. Um, they still were in lockdown and stuff like that. So you'll hear that when we're talking. But I just wanted to have something casual. I feel like a lot of moms are struggling right now because we pretty much were in lockdown and quarantine. And then we go right out of quarantine, still needing to do social distancing and stuff like that, and then go right into summer. And I feel like that's just been a struggle for a lot of moms. It's like, no one's getting a break. You know, um, you're constantly getting interrupted. You still kind of have to be careful on what you're doing. Um, you're wearing masks. You're not wearing masks. Um, you know, it, it's like, you still don't know what to do. And, and life does not look normal. Um, or what, normal used to look like. It doesn't look like that right now. And I'm not sure if it ever will, but I just wanted to do this episode um, for you guys just to listen to two moms talking so that you could relate to us and, and just feel like you are part of something because right now I know it's so easy to feel disconnected and just feel like you're missing out on things. You know, you're just missing hanging out with your friends and your family and just kind of being like you used to be. And so if you've been, you know, having to really, um, be locked down and not really do a lot and you're being very conservative and cautious, I just hope that this episode brings you some joy and some fun and some lightheartedness and um, just makes you smile and just know that you are not alone in all of this. Speaking of not feeling lonely, I wanted to talk to you guys about something that just keeps coming up in my life with other women. I've even heard men talk about this, but you know, the gaining of COVID-19, gaining 19 pounds, which I didn't even know was a real thing. I was like, oh, someone referenced it. I'm like, oh, you mean gaining 19 pounds because of COVID-19? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm like, that really is a real thing. Um, But I have been talking to moms about like their weight and all that kind of stuff. And they're frustrated that they can't fit into their clothes or they worked so hard and um, before COVID and then they put the weight back on. Um, So for today, for my favorite things segment, I want to talk about the program that really helped me get the ball rolling last year when I lost 50 pounds in 10 months. And that program is called Lean. And it just really helped me to get on track. And so I wanted to mention it today as my favorite thing. And I know that women um, that follow this program um, a year later, if not more, still love it. I was just talking to one of my friends this week and she still follows the program. And so I really wanted to just bring this up to you guys um, because I know it's so easy to feel ashamed or just being hard on yourself for gaining the weight. And then you just feel like, what in the world? Like I did all this work ahead of time. And then now, now I'm left with this, right? Because we had to come out of like our habits. We couldn't go to the gym. We couldn't do all the things. I mean, heck, there were times that you didn't even know if you could get chicken or eggs or whatever to try to figure out your normal meal prep. So it it has been frustrating. And so I want to mention this program um, because if you guys have never heard me talk about it, um, it is a seven week online program. Uh, Amanda runs about two sessions a month and I know there's a June 29th session. So make sure to snag that um, if you want to, you know, get the ball rolling sooner than later. But if you guys hear this after, um, 
these dates, make sure to just go into um, the link that I'll provide. And she usually has about two sessions a month. So she's probably gonna have two sessions in July. So you can pick that if you want, if you don't want to do the June 29th. Um, But I feel like what has been so challenging lately is just the lack of structure um, that we're having because, you know, we're pretty much coming off of quarantine and then jumping right into summer. So if you guys are just looking for that structure and accountability, as well as learning what intermittent fasting is, um, how that can help with weight loss, tracking macros, um, low carb, high carb, and having a workout program that you can do at home. This is to me like a perfect solution um, for you. And I also have a special referral code for my listeners that you can get $10 off. And that referral code is mom. And I will put all that in the show notes. But um, if you guys have not heard my weight loss series where I lost 50 pounds in 2019, and you want to hear more about lean, I interviewed Amanda and she's the creator of this program. And she just explains more in detail the program and how it works. And that's episode 167. So make sure to go check it out. I will put it in the show notes um, as well. So you don't have to go searching for it. Um, But I would highly encourage you guys to ask a friend or a couple friends to join you on this journey, um, just to make it more fun and social. Um, I feel like we're so removed from our normal social lives. So this could be a fun way to reconnect with your girlfriend. So make sure to share that with them. Give them the code mom so that they can get the $10 um, discount as well. Um, Again, all of these links will be in the show notes. And if you subscribe to the mom inspired show, you will have all of this in your inbox every week. You won't have to ever go searching for my favorite things segments ever again. Um, So just make sure you go to mominspiredshow.com, enter your name and your email, and that way you will have all my favorites at your fingertips. Um, Generally, I send only one email a week with the newest episode and my favorite things. So I don't bombard you guys um, with all this extra stuff. Um, That way you don't have to remember when my episodes come out and then you have all my favorite things and the links right there at your fingertips. All right, you guys, now let's get to the show. Hey, Jen, thank you so much for coming back on the show today. Hey, Amber, thanks for having me. I I was very happy that you were going to have me back. So thank you. Yeah, I just thought it would be fun, you know, with um, COVID and quarantine. And, you know, I was like, you know what, I think it'd be fun to have Jen back on. We're friends in real life. And I haven't seen you because, you know, social distancing and all. And yeah, nobody's um, seeing anybody anymore. Exactly. And we are practicing social distancing right now because you're at your house. <laughs> Um, Yeah. So I just, you know, I, when we're doing this interview, I just wrapped up the last episode for my COVID series. And, um, so just trying to get back into a normal routine, but, you know, I thought it would be fun to have you come on just to kind of talk as girlfriends and just, you know, maybe some moms will relate to what we're saying and just kind of, you know, feeling like, yeah, I feel that way. Um, and I can relate and I, I understand and all that kind of stuff. And uh, we were joking before I started the recording that we should just title this. So it may be titled this or not. I don't know. But if it's not, you guys will know that we wanted to call it the I don't even know show. <laughs> right? <laughs> because that's how life is right now. Everything is like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. 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 That's, the, that's the statement. Yes. So it's like we were talking and and we were just saying, I don't know. And Jen was saying, I, I don't know. I was saying, I don't know. And then yeah. we're like, yeah, exactly. I find myself saying that a lot. Like, I, I, I just don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think I've ever said it so much in my life in, in the past three months. So, right. Uh, well, and that, that is yeah. one of the challenges, I think, of this time for so many people is that usually we're so used to having schedules yeah. and plans and kind of a an idea of what the next month or two or three is going to look like. And and we just don't right now. And I think 
for us as a society, as parents, and for our children, that can be a struggle to be in this season of I don't know, because it's so different than what we're used to living in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, So before we get into the show, though, I I do like to ask my um, icebreaker travel questions, and I've changed it up since COVID, Um, even though I'm not doing the series. um, I used to ask uh, what... What's your favorite, favorite, uh, favorite destination, vacation destination? And um, because I'm a travel agent and hopefully people will start booking um, vacations again, because let me just tell you, I just had to cancel um, my last client's trip. They were supposed to go to Hawaii in July. And Uh-oh. because the quarantine is 14 days, I mean, who's going to go to Hawaii and then be quarantined for 14 days? So um, I had to cancel that. So that's been really challenging as a travel agent. So I'm really hoping people will be like, Okay, so at some point they'll be like, "Let's start booking 2021." Yeah, yeah. So I'm so I'm hoping for that. Um, but um, anyway, so I wanted to ask: um, once all of this gets lifted, the quarantine gets lifted, and all that stuff, um, where do you want to go? Um, like for vacation, you know, like where's somewhere that you kind of been dreaming of that, like once you feel safe and that you know things get a little bit back to. Whoops! Did you guys hear that? Wow. I usually don't knock things over while I'm on the podcast, but <laughs> I did. So anyway, um, where 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 do you want to go? Like, where have you been dreaming of and thinking about when you can go back and start traveling again? Well, that is an excellent question. And it's actually something that's come up a lot in our home lately, because I think just from being inside for so long, one of the things that we talk about a lot at the dinner table is where would you like to go? Mm. And it's usually initiated by the kids because summertime, we're normally traveling, going places, uh, again, have these things that we're kind of looking forward to. And so I think that it has been a fun season to dream. Um, And it's funny that you mentioned Hawaii, um, because that is a place that has come up consistently Mm. in our conversations. Um, Our oldest daughter in particular, she really wants to go. And uh, my husband and I went um, a few years ago. And so after dinner one night, um, we put all of the videos and the pictures on our TV and watched it with the kids and um, just kind of started to talk about if we could get to Hawaii, what would that look like? Um, So I think that that would be a place that we would love to go as a family. I don't know if it's realistic, but you yeah. know, you can dream, right? Yes. Yes. Hawaii's great. I haven't been in a long time and obviously the girls haven't been. Um, but it's a great place, especially if you don't want to deal with passports and all that stuff. So I think people forget about it. Um, and I've sent um a couple people to Hawaii. It's just great, especially if you can if you can afford to do um island hopping, you really get your big yeah, you know, the biggest bang for your buck to be able to just see the different islands and, um, you know, because it is a far trip. So to me, it's yeah. like, if you're going to go that far, you might as well see another island, even if it's only one other island, I would say that it's worth it. So, um, yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we can plan your trip whenever you're ready. Woo-hoo! I'm here for you because you <laughs> know why I have nothing to do except clean right? my house. <laughs> Well, the kids will be very excited to hear that we had this conversation at all. I'll tell you that. Yeah. You'd be like, I talked to a travel agent who could actually make this uh, happen. You know, this dream come true happen. <laughs> oh, they would freak out. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, there's um, 
there's so many fun excursions and stuff like that and renting, you know, renting a Jeep or renting a Mustang convertible or, you know, well, you have, you have um, a bigger family. So the Mustang convertible kind of be out of the question, but yeah, that might be a little rough, Yeah, you know, maybe we could put somebody on the that yet. Yes. (laughs) So let's jump into it so so that people do know how many kids you have. For those that have not heard you on the show before, um, how about you share your name, where you live, how many kids you have, and then share their ages. Okay, great. Um, my name is Jennifer Thompson, and I, um, just like Amber, live in uh, Nolensville, Tennessee. Uh, it's about 30 minutes outside of Nashville. Absolutely love our town. Um, and I have four children. Uh, Sophia, she is 14. Amelia, she's 12. Nyla is 10. And Patrick is um, almost eight. He is counting down the days to his birthday Aww. and is just beyond excited that it's right around the corner. So. Aww. Um, speaking of that, like, so his birthday is kind of half out of COVID, you know? So like, what is that going to look like for you? Cause I've had both of my girls were COVID birthdays, like straight up COVID April, May birthdays. Um, so it wasn't really exciting. Um, are you guys going to do anything for him? You know, I, I'm really not sure. So our, our daughter, Amelia, she had her birthday at the very kind of beginning of, it was um, in March when all of this was just starting. So it was before the birthday parades and all of these things that people are doing now. Um, and she's even asked like, why didn't I get a birthday parade? I'm like, well, that wasn't happening then. And I didn't think of it myself. So, um, I don't know if we'll do something like that for Patrick, if we'll do like a parade or, um, we really, we really haven't come up with any concrete plans yet. Um, but we are still practicing, you know, social distancing. We're not really going places, um, other than, you know, walks and, um, bike ride, family bike rides, stuff like that. And he actually, he loves family bike rides. So maybe we'll just find some fun things to do as a family, um, like that, but yeah, no, no concrete plans yet. Yeah. Yeah. It is interesting to see like what people are doing and the parades. I didn't do that, even though I knew kind of for Serena's birthday to do a parade. I kind of then felt bad because Skyla and Serena's birthday is just a month apart. And so like you said, like, so Skyla's is April 1st. She's an April Fool's baby and that hadn't started yet. So then I kind of felt bad that like, oh, like I didn't do a parade or anything for you. And it's only a month apart. So I kind of was like, well, Serena doesn't really know this exists, so I'm going to just skip on that. And plus, too, I just felt weird. Like, are people going to want to bring gifts? And then I'm like, not really providing a party. So I'm like, all of that just kind of started stressing me out. I was like, I don't know how to handle that. Like, okay, so let's just move along. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and it's interesting that you say that because I feel like anything that we do right now, there are a lot of things that you think about that you otherwise would not necessarily think about. So yeah, that's a good point. So if you have the parade, you don't want people to feel like they need to bring gifts. And yeah. 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 And, and actually, now that we're talking about it, too, the fact that Amelia didn't get one, I more than likely we will not end up doing one for Patrick. Yeah, not make and them, he yeah. won't. He, he out won't of care. all of our children, he would. Yeah, he won't care at all. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and that's just what's been interesting. And and we went to the beach. So I, I like I wanted to talk about this because some people so you are being a little bit more cautious and I was being really cautious, but we had this beach pl- trip planned after school since December or January. And I'm like, I'm going bonkers, like just being home and it would be really great to go to the beach and stuff like that and just be on the ocean. And um, we didn't go out to eat or anything. We did take out like we would do here. Um 
but definitely there was just more people. And so it was weird. Like it just, I wasn't able to relax. Like I used to going to the beach because there's this underlying like anxiousness of, okay, yeah. there's more people than I'm used to. Um, and then I'm like having to be like, girls, don't get that close to the people or get over here. And it's like, I was say, explaining this to somebody saying, it feels like I'm in a dangerous neighborhood and I'm like telling the girls, stay over here, get by my leg. Like, you know what I mean? I'm yeah. like, and it's like, you're at the beach. I'm like, okay. And so it kind of stinks because, you know, here's this thing. It's nature. You know, you want to be outside and getting vitamin D and I'm having to kind of be like, what is my surroundings at all time? Are you too close to me? Get away. And I just, it just really stinks. You know what I'm saying? And then I could see like a little girl, like I and Serena probably wanting to be like, Hey, you want to play? And I'm thinking, oh, okay, don't, don't, don't get too close. Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, it's so different than what you're used to thinking. And um, in some ways it's really sad because I feel like I've talked to some friends about this and it's just like, it's teaching the kids to kind of be like, don't touch my stuff. This is my stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's your stuff. And that's your space. And don't get in my space. And you know, when they come out of this, are they all going to be kind of like, yeah, like you need to stay over there and we're staying over here. And um, I'm just like, are we ever going to hug people again? I don't know. You know, yeah. and that's sad. I'm, it is. It's sad and it's hard. And I wonder that those things a lot with the kids because they're young yeah. and I have no experience in my childhood that even remotely compares mm -hmm to what they're going through. And it's kind of like we were saying that I don't know, like yeah. even when they, if, if they end up going back to school, it's going to look so different than the last time they were there. And like, how do you eventually then transition back to the way things were? Will they be oh, the way right. they were yeah. again? I mean, there are just so many levels mm -hmm. and, it, and it is sad and it, it is hard. And I think it's important that we allow them space to grieve and talk about the things that they're experiencing, especially with older children. Um, we have regular checkups with our kids just asking, actually, we, I did this at lunch today. Like, how are you? Is there, is there anything that was hard today? What was good today? Um, just to kind of constantly just trying to gauge where they are with things, because just like that anxiety that you were talking mm -hmm. about feeling at the beach, like, you can't help but to feel that. And it's our responsibility to, you know, keep our children, have everybody keep their distance. And, you know, I feel that that's our social responsibility right now, um, just to look out for the greater good and, and, and make sure we're doing our part. And so even though you may want your child to go and play with the other kid on the beach, it's like, Hey, I can't really do that right yeah. now. And so right. then like having those conversations with the kids, um, just to see how they're dealing with all of that because they have to be feeling some of that anxiety oh, too. Sure. Like I, yeah. I feel like kids a lot of times feel like, like unintentionally, I, at least I know for me, I think sometimes I project things onto my kids and, and I just wonder if that's even happening more now because we're all in the same house together all the time. And so if I'm feeling anxious, I'm sure they recognize and they can feel that too. Right. So yeah. Oh, yeah. It's I hard. Agree. Yeah. I agree. And um I was going to ask you though um 
So you had the three months of being in quarantine, like in serious quarantine mode. Um, and I feel like you've been making fun meals, like watching you on Instagram and stuff like that. Um, uh, I'm curious what, um, what have you been making that has really stood out to you that you're like, I just love this. So just to let you guys know the listeners, um, so I remember when you started posting things, Jen would just start posting things and I'm like, I can't look at her feet. She's making me so hungry. And then you posted <laughs> chocolate chip cookies. I'm like, I can't look at this. I'm like, I want the cookies. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh. they, so share with a, us. A baking frenzy happening in my house. And I know that this is happening in how, homes all across probably the world. I mean, the kids are looking for things to do and they have found a love of baking, which is great for them. But to your point, I mean, even having it here all of the time, it's like, oh my goodness. And, and I eat gluten-free, so they've been really sweet. And sometimes, you know, they'll bake a batch of cookies that have gluten and then another batch without gluten, but I'm the only one that eats the gluten-free cookies. So then I have like 30 cookies for myself. <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but I do have some favorites. So I'm so glad you asked that at the very, very beginning, um, for a long time, we weren't even getting carry out. We just started getting carry out a few weeks ago. Um, but I was trying to make the meals fun for the kids. So I would have them kind of put requests out every week, different things that they were, um, would be looking forward to enjoying for dinner. Um, and one of our favorites hands down, um, is fried chicken, which I know is not the healthiest. I'm sure you could bake it and make it healthy, but we do, you know, the oil and this is not a healthy food talk show. So you're good to go. (laughs) It it is great. We found a great recipe on food and wine, which I'll share with you. Um, but then we use the drippings and make homemade gravy and mashed potatoes. And that was my favorite meal that my grandmother made for me when I was a kid, every single birthday, that's what she would make for my birthday dinner. And so personally, it's a very comforting meal. Um, and our kids love it. So fried chicken, mashed potatoes and homemade gravy. Mm. Um, and then for dessert, chocolate molten lava cake that that's also from food and wine. Um, that has been just like favorite for the family. And then we, we do homemade pizza. We usually do a deep dish pizza. Um, and then like a gluten-free pizza, and, uh, my husband usually does that like on a Friday night and yeah. that's been kind of his thing. He's actually taken over the weekend cooking and then nice. I do the weekday cooking. So we've, we've kind of fallen into these new patterns, um, as a family and it's been so much fun just to see the different meals that he comes up with. So mm. that's one of his big ones, homemade pizza. And then I have two more, um, pad thai. I, yes, I love pad thai. I'm obsessed obsessed with Thai food. So I found a few recipes on Pinterest and kind of combined them and Mm. just kind of made my own. And it's, I love it. And then also um, shrimp and grit cakes um, from the Oh Gussie, the Kimberly Schlappman cookbook. And that's, that's another favorite. And the, the thing about that is it's amazing for breakfast reheated the next day with a fried egg on top Ooh. it is oh it is it is so good okay so, so you have to send these you, to me yeah i'm gonna put them in I'll the show notes all of them all yes. the recipes i'll send to you and oh i'm yeah i'm getting sounds so good just talking about it mm-hmm. so do you guys make your pizzas just in a regular oven yeah we just okay. make he makes them in the oven um it, he's done deep dish and thin crust and then yeah like a gluten-free for me 
but we, he does it in a skillet, like a um, an iron cast iron oh, skillet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's they, cool. They're so good, so so good. So, what kind of uh, where do you get your gluten free crust? Like, how does he make that? He so he uses a gluten free flour. He essentially, I think, just follows the the regular recipe, but just substitutes. Oh, for gluten free crust, uh, like a the flour mix or something yeah okay yeah and then and i know that the deep dishes i think he uses like a cornmeal but yeah anything anything that would have flour he just subs subs the gluten-free flour that is cool yeah so has he been working at home or is he working in an office no he is here he has been at home and actually pretty like soon after this all started he began to work at home and i'm not sure when he will be going back. Yes. It doesn't sound like it's going to be anytime no. soon. Same with Todd. And so he works at Nissan. So um, I'm just wondering um, what made him decide to start cooking on the weekends? Like um, versus what were you guys doing before? Were you just cooking during the week and the weekends? And then for some reason, he's like, you know what, I'll take over weekends or how did that all pan out? Well, yeah, usually I would do the majority of the cooking. Yeah. Um, and it was never anything we really like discussed. It just was just kind of how we've always been. Like there are just some things yeah, that he's right. just kind of naturally done and some things that I've just naturally done. And that's right. just been one of those things. But um, I, we realized once we got into this quarantine and stay at home situation and the new routine and schedule, I was not getting the break that I am used to. Um, you know, yeah. I've stayed at home for years, for years with the kids, but our youngest, he's in first grade this year. So for the past couple of years, I've kind of gotten used to having somewhat of a break yeah. and I, and I work from home too. I, my job isn't a, um, isn't a nine to five or eight to five job. I'm a writer, I'm a freelance writer. And, um, so I have a lot of flexibility. I have due yeah. dates, but I have flexibility. So, Part of our discussion and him taking over uh, the weekend cooking was just to make sure that we're both getting just the space that we need and the breaks that we need. So a lot of times when he's cooking on the weekend, I'll just go do whatever. Maybe I'll go for a run or I will um, go sit out back or, you know, that's just, or go take a bath. Like that's just kind of my time and my space. And he really encourages it. Even if I come in, he's like, no, 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 you, you go do what you need to do right now. And, and so it's just kind of one of those check-in things where we just like, what do you need to, to be able to not just survive during this time, it's a hard time, but I think that there are ways to, to figure out how to thrive as a family. You just have to, I believe, be constantly communicating, checking in, um, just making sure that people's needs are met and that people can find space to do their own thing when nobody's leaving. Um, yeah, so that's kind of how that evolved. Yeah, that is really cool. And that you guys recognize that and that he wants to give you that time. Because, excuse me, I do think that people are going to have to figure out like different ways of doing things that like maybe what was working before doesn't work in this situation. And now you do have spouses working from home, so they're not even having to commute so that they can maybe 
help out more and do more things. So I do think that is a good point. And um, that is interesting just to hear um, your take on it with him cooking and stuff like that. Um, what do you think has been the hardest thing for you guys during quarantine? Hmm, that's a really good question. Um, I think the hardest thing has been learning. Um, I think that we are like creatures of habit and we're used to instant gratification. Um, you know, if I want to go out to eat, I'm going to go out to eat. If I want to go shopping, I'm going to go shopping. If I want to go to a friend's house, I'm going to go to a friend's house. Um, and so I think one of the hardest things has been kind of, um, not having that anymore and learning how to be satisfied when you don't have all of those things at your disposal that you're used to having. And, um, I think that, and, and I also, I think just there's been a grieving period too of just for the kids, like the stuff that they have lost. Um, you know, our daughter's in eighth grade and she had a last day of middle school, just like everybody had a last day that was not recognized or acknowledged because they didn't know it was the last day, you know? And so I think that that's been hard too, just kind of not having these milestones that we're Mm -hmm. used to having in the same way that we're used to having them. I think the schools did a great job of acknowledging and still doing things to make the end of the year special, but it's just different. Um, and, and the fact that they can't just go and have sleepovers right now and they're not going to summer camps and, you know, the, now that we're in summer, actually now I'm just going to keep rattling off all kinds of challenges, (laughs) but now that that we're in summer, this is like a whole new challenge because we're going to have to get creative. I want this to feel like summer for the kids. Um, but they they aren't going to be able to do most of the things that they're used to doing in the summer. So how do we m- keep it from just feeling like Groundhog Day every day? Oh, or- yeah. Yeah. I mean, our pool, well, it might be open now. I don't know when it, the pool is opening for our subdivision, um, but it did not open when it normally does. And, you know, that's normally what you would do besides camp. So then when camps are gone and then... um the pool isn't open or then even if it's open, you're kind of like, uh, I don't know how I feel about the pool yet. And so that's hard and frustrating. And then, but the problem and the problem is here with Tennessee, it's so hot in the summer. So it's not like you want to go do all these things outside because at 8am it is so humid and 80 something degrees. And so it limits what you want to do outside. So then you're inside and then I don't know. So it is I, I it is going to be a challenge of what can we do? How can we make it fun? Um yeah, and I think I think that's going to be a big issue for a lot of people. They're going to run into that um trying to figure out how to keep the kids entertained and not just be on screen time for 500 hours. I mean, just the fact that the kids for my kids had to be on um the computer for school. They have never been on a computer like that for that many <laughs> hours, like in a row, like, you know what I mean? Like, cause yeah. they're only in kindergarten and third grade. So especially Serena being in kindergarten, I'm like, wow, like she's never been on the computer like this. So that really kind of propelled her into a whole different level of stuff. I mean, yeah, she's so much better now on the computer, 
<laughs> but I'm like, oh, this is not this is not what I was thinking it was going to be like for kindergarten, you know? So, um, yeah. So I just think all those things, you know, it just goes back to, I don't know. Right. Like it, right. what we were saying, we don't know. I don't know. I don't know what we're doing. And, I don't um, know. and you well, want to go travel. To- and like you said, we don't know if we can go like how many places. And I know you have a place in Michigan and, and Michigan's at the time we were recording, you know, they're still in lockdown until June 12th. So, um, it's like, I don't, I don't really know what this is looking like. And um, I guess the whole point too of why I wanted you to come on and this isn't a podcast that's going to be like, and here are all the things that you can possibly do on your free time. It's more just to kind of hear two moms talking and just in hopes that you guys relate to this and that you're not the only ones feeling like this, that you constantly walk around going, I don't know um, Mm -hmm. that we don't know either. And yeah. And it just looks different and it looks different in each state and, um, and what you're comfortable with too. So that all changes everything because I do know people that have had family members over in our sub. Um, they've had family from out of state staying with them. Like as soon as ours opened up, like it, it was as if like nothing had ever happened. So you do see people like that. And then you also see people who are more conservative on like getting out there and stuff like that. So Sometimes well, and that's I'm, the thing yeah, too. Sorry to sorry to hop it's in, okay. but I think too, like we have to be gracious, right? Give yeah. ourselves grace. Even when you were talking about the screen time, our kids were probably they're going to be on screens more. At least mine, of are. course, yes. And mm-hmm. I just have to just be gracious with myself and with others. Like I feel like if we can be gracious and kind, because none of us know what we're doing, yeah. none of us know, and so people are going to respond differently. Yep. It's not my job to change somebody else. Like, you know, sure. like let each family do what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And just, I, I just keep thinking of that during this time. Like I yeah. just need to give myself grace, give my kids grace, give my husband grace and just be kind to the people yeah. around me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry to hop yeah. in, but when oh, you were no, talking no, that's about okay. that, it's just... and you know, cause we have to realize too, as much as the virus is an issue in getting sick, um, there's also other issues that are coming up of depression, anxiety, um, loneliness, and then also economic crisis, you know, of people losing jobs or taking pay cuts or all these things. So when you're talking about showing grace, you don't know what people are going through. And for them, getting out or doing something or being with other people could be saving their lives because of whatever they're having to overcome, we don't know. And so um, you know, like suicide rates being up and stuff like that. So it's just all these things that have to be taken into consideration. Uh, cause I do think it's easy for people to be like, I can't believe they're doing that or whatever and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, but, but we don't really know what's going on with people or, you know, people have both lost their jobs, right? If you have double income, I mean, how are they surviving, right? Like, or whatever, maybe they do need to go see their parents or their siblings or something. And because they're, completely depressed and don't know what to do. So um, I'm glad that you brought that up because everybody is dealing with different circumstances and different situations and all that kind of stuff. Um, But Jen, as we end the show, I wanted to ask you, so um, Patrick gives you the weekends for not cooking and he gives you that time, but I wanted to ask you, what is one thing that you do for yourself daily, or hopefully you can do it daily to just take care of yourself? 
That is a really good question. Um, I think that probably writing. I have been writing more during this time than I ever really have. Um, And like I said before, I'm a writer. So I did write prior to all of this. But daily, I will sit down, whether it's with my journal or at the computer blogging or putting something on my Facebook page. Um, I've just been really getting, um, I just processing a lot through writing and then also just through quiet time, just spending time with God. Um, those have been probably like the two things that I feel like have just been just daily, just quiet, um, in prayer and just processing things. And I think that's been really important for me to do during this time because there are a lot of emotions that come up and um, every day is different, even though it's the same. I mean, you can have a lot of different emotions in the day. So, um, and just also I struggle, I've struggled my whole life um, on and off with anxiety and having three of my children have asthma Mm. and other long related issues. And I have um, some autoimmune diseases so also just during that time um, of prayer and quiet, like just giving these anxieties over to God mm. because a pandemic with our family, yes. um, we have a lot of high risk people. Yes. And yeah. so I'm constantly just, you know, turning it over and just asking him to take that anxiety away Yeah, um, because if I, it can get the better of me if I, you know, oh, sure. Just, yeah. So. Yeah. And that and that's the other thing. It goes back to what I was just saying about like not knowing people's situations. So for me, listening to you um, with with your kids having um, asthma, that is really scary, you know, and so um, I can see why you would definitely want to be more on the conservative side of like it's it is a higher risk and stuff like that. And and again, so because I do think there can be both sides, people being like, oh, people are freaking out or people aren't taking this seriously enough. I, I've, I've said this almost from the beginning. It almost feels like election. It's like people are mm-hmm. like take two stances and it's like, oh, my gosh, can we just like try to find like a middle ground to some degree and not be like, I'm on this side, you're on this side. And then you suck if you're on the other side. And it's exhausting. And I'm like, we haven't even gone into election yet. And it's all in the same year. (laughs) I'm like, you know what I mean? (laughs) When social media like fills all the stuff with the COVID and wearing masks, not wearing masks and all this stuff. And so I I, I just think it's like, um, you know, it's just good to remember that, you know, people are going to do things differently for whatever reason. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and to give people grace and, and we don't know what other people's stories are. And, um, cause I will say, even though, um, I think I've, I've ventured out more, but in some other people's eyes, I probably am still conservative in the sense of seeing people like hanging out with people and stuff like that. Um, so, it, it is challenging because sometimes I'm like, oh, like, sh- like, should I be like seeing? Because I haven't even hung out with people. So, yes, I've gone to the beach, but no one's been in my house. Like, I've not done the social distancing with other people coming and hanging out with me. I did have someone drop off um, a birthday present for Serena, and that was about as close as I got. So, um, 
So yeah, so in, in that way, I kind of feel like, oh, am I making a big deal of it? So I'm all over the place and I'm the same person. So I'm just like, I need to have a conversation with myself. <laughs> and so anyway, um, but yeah, so I, I really think that's good that you brought up that point. And um, I'm glad that you found writing and all that kind of stuff and just prayers for your anxiety and stuff like that. So, uh, Jen, it always is so much fun to have you on the show and I appreciate you coming on and just chatting with me. And I hope that people can just feel like a little less alone in all of this just by hearing us chat. Yes, absolutely. And thank you so much for having me, Amber. I love being here and I love talking with you. I could talk to you forever and ever. Um, it's always such a joy. So thank you so much. Hey, you guys, have you subscribed to the Mom Inspired Show email list yet? If you want to have discounts sent to your email and links to the books we discuss on the show, as well as all the guests' information, then you will want to subscribe. That way, every episode will show up in your inbox every Tuesday, and you won't have to go searching for the newest episode. It will be right at your fingertips. So just go to mominspiredshow.com and scroll down and enter your name and email, and you will be all set. See you next week.